Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 375 on the Get Merry podcast. And we're so excited to be back with you with a brand new episode, a brand new topic. And this topic is inspired by, I would say it's, I mean, it's inspired by our entire mission of what we do here, but also it's really come to light with our yoga teacher trainees at the moment. It's been a hot topic of conversation during our training. So we thought, let's talk about it more because it's important. And if we practice this thing that we're going to be talking about, life gets better. Da, da, da. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> like I love our like terrible sound effects. Like we just make them with our mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, imagine if we had actual sound effects. <laughs> I want to read this quote, which I'm sure we've talked about before on this podcast. I know we've talked about it ourselves a lot. Uh, it's by Louise Hay. She says, Remember, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. And, I mean, we saw this documentary, Louise Hayes' documentary. It would have been – it was very early into our merrymaking years, wasn't it? Maybe eight years ago now. Would it be two years into the journey? I think so. And it was mind-blowing. The documentary starts with, like, this kind of, I guess – skit it's not a skit but it's like it's not a documentary it's like a fake thing within a documentary with this girl walking down the street and the voiceover is her head her mind and the thoughts and it's just this constant narrative constant judgment of why she's not good enough of how uh, dumb she is how ugly she is how fat she is how everyone's looking at her and judging her and I remember watching this documentary and being like Oh my gosh, that's my head. And me too. Oh my, that's my head. Oh, and then we kind of looked at each other and we're like, wow. That's our heads. <laughs> we need to stop doing this. This isn't really getting us anywhere in life. Mm. It was this big aha moment of thinking like that's how you just, ha- that was just normal. Like never questioning that ongoing chitter chatter in the mind. And I just thought, you know, everyone's mind was like that. And to an extent, probably a lot of our minds are like that until we realize they're like that and until we realize that we can unlearn that and that there's actually another way of living that provides a lot more joy, a lot more peace. Yeah, and it's like the answer, the antidote isn't to swap that narrative to positive. It's simply quietening down that voice. It's... 
it's deciding that that voice isn't really necessary. Mm. And so in order to do that, and we've been talking about this so much with our yoga trainees, because, you know, if you didn't know, yoga is so much more than the physical practice. Yoga is so much more than just a warrior two and a downward facing dog on your mat. It's more so about the stilling of the fluctuations of the mind. This is one of the core lessons of yoga and what what we're trying to achieve through the practices of yoga, which isn't just asana, it's it's meditation, it's pranayama, it's you know uh, the way that we show up in the world and the way that we are within ourselves. But this idea of uh, bringing awareness to our mind is probably the first step. Knowing that our mind has a mind of its own, <laughs> knowing that our mind can sometimes go on autopilot and we have no idea of the thoughts that are actually happening. We have no control of them, I should say. Um, the realization that 60,000 thoughts are happening a day, 95% of them are repetitive. And as humans, we have a negative bias. That's just really normal. That's a normal human being. We have a negative bias. 95% of our thoughts are the same thoughts that we had yesterday and the day before and the day before that and the day before that and the day before that. And it's only until, and it will remain like that, until we bring awareness to the thoughts, until we realize, hmm, do I have to keep this one on repeat or can I actually let it go? I mean, when you hear those facts, it's kind of like, whoa, but it's also really empowering because then you're like, okay, it's not just me. All right, this is how the human mind just is. But now that I know, now I know a little bit more, I have a bit more knowledge, I have a little bit more understanding of myself, how can I step forward and make a change? And really, as I said, it's about quietening down those thoughts or it's about noticing them. And this is what, you know, you learn in yoga. This is what you learn in meditation. You're more mindful. You bring this mindfulness, this awareness to your thoughts. So you can be like, oh, there's that thought again for the 2000th time today. Do I need it or can I let it go? And so often it's like, no, I'm going to let that one go because perhaps it's a really mean thought. Perhaps it's a thought telling you, once again, you're not good enough. Once again, you look terrible. Once again, why would anyone like you? And it's like, gee, give yourself a break, you know? Let's give ourselves a break. Mm. How about we welcome in self-compassion and kindness? Because you're probably not treating anyone else like that. I don't know, are you? If you really think, oh, yeah, like I treat myself like this, this is ongoing in my brain, you girls, are, you're telling me what I know, I know this, then maybe it's time to make a change. Reflect. Do you treat other people like this? Probably no. Let's hope not anyway. And then maybe it's time to stop treating yourself like this. Yeah, I think that was, you know, such a big theme. It has been, I, I mean, of the first four weeks of our Marybody teacher training. We've got into week five now when you're hearing this. Um, going into a new program, going into any kind of training, it can be daunting. It can be scary. You're out of your comfort zone. Believe it or not, you don't know everything yet about what you're going to learn in this program, which sounds really silly. But sometimes we go into something and we think like, why don't I know this? Like, why can't I remember this? Like, why do I feel inadequate? And I know we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Remember, like when we step outside our comfort zone, like that's the growth zone. Like when we feel uncomfortable, it usually means we're growing. So it's actually a good thing. But we're trained to think it's a bad thing. Like we think, oh, discomfort, this is bad. 
And so we've been talking to our trainees and one of the key themes with yoga is compassion, compassion for others, but also compassion for ourselves. And it seemed like everyone said, you know, a strength of this, compassion for others, caring for others, very kind to others. This comes, this comes naturally, this comes easy, but kindness to myself. Ooh, really? Are you sure? It comes quite difficult to some people. Mm. It came difficult to me, mm. to you, Em. Like, it oh, was yeah. not easy. And I think, you know what really, and I've, like, I love, I loved this moment where I realized the ego is not just, you know, I'm amazing, I'm awesome, look at me. Like, I always, whenever anyone was like, oh, they're so in their ego, I was always like, oh, yeah, they just think they're the best. But I didn't realize it also is this big belief that you are less than others, that you are not good enough. That is very much in your ego too when you were so focused on you being terrible, inadequate inadequate compared to others especially. So it's kind of like that really helped me because it was like, oh, I'm in my ego. And I was like, I don't want to be in my ego. Like, yeah, I am. I'm almost like so self-absorbed because I'm focusing on what I'm not good at. How about I step away from this focus? Why don't I look at the bigger picture? at everything. Why don't I realize, wow, like I'm learning something. How amazing that I can learn. So sometimes you need to zoom out and then you realize, oh, like that's like the least of my worries about me not being so good at this new thing I'm learning. I really liked that. Uh, In a way, it's like when you're talking about zooming out of the fact like you don't know this thing that you're learning yet it's like how exciting I don't know this yet like I'm learning something new and I actually want to learn this I think that's been a really big thing as well a lot of the time you know if you haven't done a lot of uh if you haven't done courses and things that you've actually wanted to learn if all of your learning has revolved around maybe high school maybe college maybe a uni degree that you don't even use anymore or you never used and you actually hated the process of learning it. Like everything you learned was like, why am I here? And then when you find something that you actually enjoy, but you don't know everything about it yet, like that's actually exciting because this is like the uncovering, the discovering stage. And I think the best mindset to go into whenever you start anything is a realization that you're never going to know everything. There's always something to learn. So instead of thinking I'm not good enough because I don't know everything, it's like, well, good. You shouldn't know everything. Yeah, and then I think it's also the knowledge and the truth, especially when we're looking at, you know, something like a course. Like we're all different. We all grasp things differently. Your best friend or the other person who you're doing the course with, they might, you know, get it like this. I just did a very bad click. I can't click with my left hand. (laughs) Can click a bit better with my right hand. I think my hands are so cold that I can't click. No, mine are very dry. Um, need to moisturize. Uh, you know, some people just get things faster than others, but there's no right or wrong. I think the – I know we've mentioned this before too. Like in school you kind of think, oh, it's all comparison. It's all, you know, they're the best. So like I aspire to be at that level, but no, I'm never going to be that person. I'm a bad student. I'm a C grade student. I'm a D grade student. You know, you get these like little beliefs. Sometimes you just need to be like, oh, wait, do I 
Do I need that belief anymore? Not really. And maybe it's okay that I learn a little bit slower than that person and that person. Maybe it's going to unfold at perfect timing. Maybe I don't need to remember it all off by heart. There's a thing called the internet where I can just check my facts. Just find, you know, a good website to check those facts. Make sure they're real. Like, I think we just put too much expectation on ourselves to be this perfect version of ourselves or to be like her or him or them. Like, maybe we need to be a little bit kinder, more compassionate to ourselves to to step forward at our, our, at our own pace, you know, walking our path, not someone else's. Yeah, and this really is where self-acceptance comes into play. Accepting ourselves exactly as we are right here and right now. That in itself is a practice of self-compassion, being kind to ourselves. Accepting that there's no such thing as perfect and the fact that we're imperfect is what makes us all individuals and that in itself should be celebrated and not uh, not punished by our own thoughts. Mm. And the thing with our thoughts, like when we have these thoughts that tell us we're not good enough, they really stop us. They stop us from living. They stop us from taking action. They stop us from experiencing because we're so in our heads and we so believe these thoughts to be true. How on earth will we ever step out and try? We don't even have that confidence to try because we've already told ourselves, you're just going to fail. So we have to teach ourselves. We have to unlearn those thoughts and we have to relearn self-belief self-acceptance, self-compassion. And if we can relearn that, then we can move forward. When we can take action, then we can learn and let everything kind of unfold. And it's just a really nice way to live. I mean, like even just hearing it, you're like, oh, I can breathe. Mm. You know, that weight is lifted off my shoulders. It's one of the most life-changing, life-changing, you know, practices you can ever, ever do, ever. I mean, if you can welcome this into every aspect of your life, wait and see what happens. It just gets better and better. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the simplest way, like, as Abby said, like, it's not about changing the thoughts. It's not about, like, replacing the thoughts. I think it's more about adding in some self-acceptance, in some self-compassion. Because the truth is, even when you have a really great and solid self-acceptance practice, self-loathing, self-hate, self-deprecation, self-doubt still creeps in. Again, it's a human thing. There's always going to be moments where like, oh, like maybe I can't do that. Actually, I sucked. But with practice, what happens is your awareness of those thoughts comes faster, like that, (laughs) because we've practiced. Oh, there's that thought again. We can use Byron Katie's, is that true? Ask the question. Usually it's not, and so we can let the thought go. But also just bringing awareness to them allows you to actually realize it's happening and to kind of stop it in in its tracks. And maybe it's not that we don't, we don't, it's maybe it's not that we replace it, but we even just add a space, a beat, a breath. 
And then within that space and within that breath, the realization of like, hang on a minute, I don't need to beat myself up. All I need to do is try my best. Why do I have these expectations? That's right. I'm comparing myself to a perfect version of me that actually doesn't exist. I'm comparing myself to that person over there who has a total different history to me. Why on earth would I compare them to me? Like we're at different chapters of our lives. They've lived a whole different life to me. We're not the same. Therefore, why should we have the same results? We shouldn't. And again, this is why we should celebrate our differences and celebrate uh, our uniqueness. That's the magic of each and every one of us instead of trying to all be the same. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when we say it like this, you're like, oh, like, duh. (laughs) Easy to say, right? But sometimes Mm. the practice can be hard and this is why it's called a practice. This is why it's kind of like, you know, the more you do it, the stronger it gets. Uh, yeah, it is like a muscle. You, the The more you bicep curl, the stronger that bicep gets. The more you practice self-acceptance and self-compassion, the stronger and easier that thought of self-compassion and acceptance will come. It'll become natural soon. You wait and see. But you need to practice the practice. You need to walk the walk. And that's why, you know, we made Marybody what it is. So that every yoga, every Pilates class, every meditation, every time you open that app, or read our content, you can know that you are practicing self-acceptance because that is why we created it. That is the backbone. That's, you know, it's built on self-acceptance. I mean, that's why our self-acceptance muscle is really strong because, like, we are totally, like, infiltrated it to our lives and our business. And, I mean, it's great for work and business too, I tell you what, because that's really hard too sometimes. You know, when you don't meet your expectations in work when you don't I don't know when you feel like you failed a little bit no we have this self-compassion that just like flows in so naturally now and it's very very helpful (laughs) very much more kind of way to do work and business too so like where can you notice yourself beating yourself up in your mind is it how you look is it the way you you know, family life? Is it your relationships? Is it work? Is it social life? Whatever area, where can you welcome in more self-compassion? Yeah, and it's like this idea like that you're like this nurturer of yourself. You know, when you might kind of perceive something as a mistake or perceive something as a trip up or something or you didn't do as good, it's like instead of being that nasty uh, kind of voice that is more punishing and like degrading. You can be this, you know what? It's okay. Like you tried your best. Like well done you. Having that like more compassionate voice. And it's it's as Amy said, it's so much more not. It's so much more peaceful. It's so much more enjoyable. And in doing so, it will create more motivation for you to try again mm. <laughs> because. If you just punish yourself, if you just are mean to yourself and nasty, why on earth would you have any motivation to try? Mm-hmm. So what, you just get nasty you again? Do you know what? Um, no thanks. Yeah, no thank you. I saw this thing. I can't remember who it was. So I'm totally taking someone's idea. It's not mine though. It's someone else's. I just can't remember whose. Ah, uh, Maybe you can tell me. It was on Instagram and they shared a photo of like that they put a like six-year-old photo of themselves on their screen, like a their homepage on their phone. 
like just as a reminder that, you know, you are still that little person inside. That's your inner child, your inner little boy, little girl, whatever, inner child. Um, And to remind yourself that when you are being mean to yourself, you're being mean to that little kid. And it was, I don't know, I thought it was like a really nice practice and like a really good reminder that, you know, that person still exists inside you. So would you be mean to a six-year-old? <laughs> I hope not. No. <laughs> and that's the thing, like we're all like still learning. Like every day we're learning. And like think back on any journey. Like of course when you start something new, you're probably not going to be an expert at it. <laughs> probably don't know everything yet. And you're probably never going to know everything. And so this is the idea, like we'd be kind to ourselves along the journey. It's I tell you what, perfect isn't real. Exactly. And if you can begin this practice, just watch your life change in the most amazing ways because how you start to see everything changes, because how you start to see yourself changes. And therefore, you're less judging of yourself and others. There's less story, there's less narrative, there's less noise. And so instead of getting wrapped up in your own thoughts about yourself, you're able to experience what is actually happening around you. You're able to notice more. You're more grateful. You're more present. You're more loving, more patient. And this isn't just with yourself. This is with other people as well. Because what, how we think within us, how we are within us, the world within us, which is a world within us, reflects outside of us. And also vice versa, how we show up out inside the world to other people, we can also get that back. They work hand in hand. You know, if we're kinder to others, you probably find yourself be kinder to yourself. If you're less judging of others, you'll probably find you're less judging of yourself. And then vice versa, if you're less judging of yourself, you'll probably find you're less judging of others. Like they work together. And it's it's just a great thing to realize Because we can go our entire lives without realizing that we have this mind that we actually have awareness of. We can just let the mind do whatever and take us wherever we take us wherever it wants to take us. Instead, we can decide where it takes us. Hmm, so cool. Mind (sighs) awareness. Yes. Wow. All right, we'll leave you there, I think. Let us know if you've got any questions. Message us on Instagram or Facebook. We always write back. Otherwise, we'll be back with a brand new episode next week. Thanks for joining us. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.